Hi, this is Sounding the Alarm, and I am a voice from the heartland. And I thank you for listening. Thank you. And I'm sounding the alarm, because that's what I'm thinking. I was trying to think in more detail what I'm doing. I'm sounding the alarm, and what it boils down to is anything that I see or feel gets in the way of our goal, our common goal, as we the people, as I see it, is to form a more perfect union. And when I see something that doesn't support that, I'm going to sound the alarm. That's what I'm going to do. And I've been sounding the same alarm since I started this on May 9th. I haven't put a name on them because... I don't know. I felt silly. But they're the same two alarms every damn time. It's fascism and racism. That's what... That's what's boiling over. That's what... That's what I see screaming and the alarms are loud. I... uh, It's unbelievable what I see coming from our, our White House. It's just... It's just unbelievable. And no one's really got the balls to call it like it is. It's a failed government. This is a failed government. And it's gross. It's so un-American. Damn. And here it is. And I'm celebrating this today, and I'll tell you why in a minute. This is from dictionary.com. It's the definition of fascism. It's the dictionary definition of fascism. When I read it, I think I was high, and I forgot what I was looking up, and I thought I was reading an article that was supportive of the barking clown in the White House. And then I remembered I was reading the definition of fascism, and I went, oh my god. Oh my god, we're in it. We're already in it. And no one is saying anything. This is what I read. A governmental system led by a dictator having complete power, forcibly suppressing opposition and criticism, regimenting all industry and commerce, emphasizing an aggressive nationalism, and often racism. Damn. We're in it. We are in it. And today... This morning, on MSNBC, and I said I was going to read this until I see it talked about in the, in the national media, but I'm going to say I started reading this on May 9th, and today, June 12th, my cat's birthday, Popeye and Bluto. My name is Paul, by the way. I don't know why I haven't said that, because it's not about me. It's about forming a more perfect union as a people. Because as my mother said when we adopted a little black girl in 1967, because she adopted one little black girl, she gave the world five people in return. 
who are living, breathing change, a bridge to change away from racism. We were never anything but a family. We were never an interracial family. No one that was my father and my mother only brought people around who we never had to feel anything but a family. We were never an integrated family. We were just a family, a happy, close-knit family. Two girls around the same age and three boys around the same age. And all five around the same age. So we were, we were close. And we were just one close-knit Italian-Irish-German family. I'm not sure where I was going with this. But this morning, June 12th, for the first time, Joe Scarborough on Morning Joe said that our president was talking like a fascist leader. That's close. Like a fascist leader? Close. At least Joe, God bless you. I've been watching MSNBC a long time. And both Chris Matthews and Joe Scarborough were very pro-Bush, very pro-Bush, both of them, which made it hard for me to watch because, well, Dick Cheney, Karl Rove. But Chris Matthews and Joe Scarborough I could stomach because They weren't blind. They didn't blindly, especially after a word leaked that the uh, whole WMD was a scam. Both Chris Matthews and Joe Scarborough had a very big change of heart. And Joe Scarborough, without leaving his party, has a country ahead of party and I I salute you Chris Matthews took a turn and was very much less supportive of Bush after that rightfully so should have been just like Millie General Millie I mean I I appreciate the apology I appreciate it it was well done but it was just covering your ass that was just covering your ass, and you did it well. You should have said, your boss is wrong. You should have stuck up for us. You said the men of the cloth are people of the, are, are, are of the people. You men who wear the cloth are of the people. But you didn't stick up for us. You covered your ass. I don't blame you. But you could have stuck up for us and said like so many people are starting to say, like they should have been saying two years ago. I was wondering what would be enough from the minute this clown got in the, in the White House. I was wondering what it's going to take for these people who voted for him and these 
elected officials who blindly follow him, what it's going to take for them to see the fascism, the racism. My God, it has taken so long and you still haven't seen it. But people have seen it. People are behaving. You're behaving in some way so beautifully. And I gotta warn you, I gotta warn all of you, especially white people. White people, you gotta stand up for your brother too. Because it's their voting places that are gonna get closed, not ours. Believe you me, it's gonna be a massive voter suppression, especially in the battleground states. That's his only chance of winning is to cheat in ten states. And he's gonna try. So please, if you can't physically help, then LeBron James started a group called More Than a Vote because they know it's going to happen. Support them because we cannot allow that to happen. It's going to be the race war is going to be between the white supremacists and the white. Nat the white nationalists and the white naturalists. Who's going to fight? Which of us white people is going to fight for racism, huh? Because if you're going to fight for racism, you're fighting your way, fighting your way to hell. So please, let's stand up for each other. Let's make sure we all vote. Let's make sure we all vote. It's more than a vote. We gotta help. We gotta help each other. Because he's gonna divide us. Don't let him. Don't let him. It's our freedom. It's our freedom. This fascist won't go. God, I wish you people of Oklahoma would stay home when he gets there. Oh, nothing would please me more than to see empty seats. Please, Lord Jesus, let there be some empty seats. So fascism got mentioned today and right on, right on. Keep talking. Don't let it go. It wasn't like a fascist leader. Look at what he's been doing. It is a fascist leader. Even his base might go against him if they believe he's a fascist. And he is a fascist. This has to be a vote where everyone knows you vote for him, you're voting for racism. And I believe they will be greatly outnumbered. Because I believe in the spirit of this country. The Indian spirit that was here. I've lived in so many places that had Indian history and paths. And in Chicago, Chicago, for instance, you know, it's a grid. It's just a grid. And the, then they have certain diagonal streets. 
and all the diagonal streets were the Indian paths that they kept. And Chicago is Indian for where the wild onion grows. And Muncie, Indiana has a statue of Chief Muncie. It was a, a Delaware Indian um, branch that spoke a Muncie dialect in that area. There was no Chief Muncie, but there, there were some tribes that had a Muncie dialect, so I love I love that this country was first the Indians, because as far as I can tell, they had a wonderful relationship with the planet, with the Earth. And if they had the chance to do that with people, they probably would have, but we didn't give them that chance. Because we turned to violence and not God. But this guy will tear gas you for a picture with a Bible if you don't think he's religious. What a dick move, oh my God. Again, Millie, thank you, but why don't you say, stick up for us, huh? Tell him he did wrong. He did wrong. Stop letting your massa get away with shit. Stop it. Stop letting him run that place like a fucking two-bit thug. Because he's going to tweet you, you fucking slave owner Republicans. You fucking chicken shit slave owner Republicans. You're too scared to ask for the federal government to come help you because you don't want to piss daddy off, you little bitch. People are dying in your state because you want to. You don't want to piss off Daddy, and because he's not doing his job, and he's not doing his job. Is he refilling? Is he there with his stockpile? Is he there with what you need? No, he's done with this. He's he's campaigning. The attorney general's campaigning. They're busy. Bullshit. And whoever voted for him, you bought it. And if you buy it again, my God, you're. I can leave you with a poem to give you who follow him at least some dignity in your. Half a league, half a league, half a league onward. All in the valley of death rode the six hundred forward, the light brigade. Charge for the guns, he said. Into the valley of death rode the six hundred forward, the light brigade. Was there a man dismayed? Not that the soldier knew someone had blundered. 
There's not to make reply. There's not to reason why. There's but to do and die. Into the valley of death rode the six hundred. That's your leader. Lead on. Please, we've seen how he leads. He doesn't lead. Don't let him lead anymore. Please, my fellow Americans, unite. We can be the most beautiful country in the world again. Just remember our promise and keep our intent to form a more perfect union. Don't let racism win. I mean, yeah, don't let racism win. But win on racism. Attorney General Barr I also heard somebody accused him, someone in, in good standing accused him of a gross abuse of power, which I've also put out there. It's good because, you know, I don't, I don't get any comments, so I don't know that anyone's out there, but it's good to feel like what I do put out there, I mean, I know I'm not causing people to mention fascism, but it's it's fun to know that maybe when you put out an energy, when it's out there, you know, it's in God's hands and, and to some degree. And, and maybe if you put out the right energy, he does something with it. I don't know. But it's fun to think. And I had just the other day accused him of... Uh, abuse of power, among other things, and it is gross abuse of power and gross neglect and dereliction of duty and violation of oath, and he should be fired, plain and simple. And their buddy, Mr. Flynn, Mr. Russian Connection, the part where we all know he colluded with the Russians is when he gave them the internal data, polling data. That was it. That was it. You gave that to the Russians. They were all over social media. Come on. That was collusion right there. How the fuck he gets away with this shit is unbelievable and it's it's a shame to our system it's 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 a fucking we let him shit on the constitution he shit on the supreme court and the fucking supreme court licked it up like little fucking lap dogs disgusting the supreme court's the whole the whole ball game the whole kit and caboodle that's what he's banking on that's what he's been banking on the whole time. He just didn't think the road there was going to be this hard.
He went after the Supreme Court first by cheating, by denying Obama what was rightfully constitutionally his with a fucking Dick Cheney move. It was gross, it was disgusting, and if we had a Supreme Court worth a shit, they would have been called on it. But they weren't, because we don't have the balls of our forefathers. Nobody stands up, fights, nobody... I mean, fight, throw shit, get up, throw shit. Call them what they are. Say, tell them to stop thinking like a fucking slave owner. Those days are over. You don't get to sit around and be the fat cat. No. Sorry. It's a job. Get to fucking work, Congress. Senate Republicans who can't figure out a way to get an anti-lynching bill passed after we just watched a lynching disgusting lynching this man in the White House is gross he's the most racist person in power I've ever seen and I've talked about my background a little bit my Middletown Racism in Middletown. I was there from age 10 to 18. And I was 10 to 18. And I my two sisters and two brothers. And my one sister is black. And none of the kids ever used any racial slurs. Any outwardly animus. They just didn't play with me much. The white kids. But the friends I had grew to become great friends that everyone should have. But when I look back at it, I, here's what I think. I mean, by the time I was 18, again, the kids I had no real problems, but I think I was getting it from the teachers. And by the time I was 18, my only ambition in life was to get out of that town. That's all I wanted to do. In fact, I practiced leaving the night before. I left the day after I graduated from high school, got on a bus the next morning, went to Cedar Point in Ohio, and where I had a summer job with my older brother, Joe. I was on a bus the next day after graduation. Prior to graduation, though, I caused a little trouble, but that's a 
that's another story. But the teachers, one of them said something to me, and I never forgot it, and I just, my whole reaction was, hmm, huh? To this very day, it was, huh, and now I'm thinking, they were racist. They, some, one of the teachers said to me, a lot of people want to see you fail. And it felt personal. Not like I was a bad student. Like somehow I personally enraged them. And it made me angry as fuck. That was my, uh, like my junior year. So my senior year, I was out of control. With fuck you attitude towards the teachers mostly. Didn't know what it was that I... So personally... They were so invested personally in my failure. But that... In a racist lens makes sense. And I just wanted to get the fuck out of that town. Didn't know why at the time. I just knew. I just knew. So I got on a bus the next morning and I practiced leaving the night before my buddy. And I drove the, uh, the route the bus was going to take out of town. Because I was had a bus to Ohio. And um, so we practiced the night before I graduated and I got on that bus and I was out of that town and I hated that town but I didn't know why and I still don't really know why because I made great friends I had a great childhood there but eight years I was maxed I was maxed out I would not have lasted another year. I don't know what would have happened. So I left town, I went to Ohio, I worked the summer, and then I came to Chicago where I started acting school. And after I graduated, I had my own theater company in Chicago for 15 years where we charged no admission. Towards the end, I mean, it was so hard to... We paid the rent every month out of our pocket for the first three or four years. After the first two years, we were like, you know, it's great we're doing it for free, but we need some money and we started asking for donations and that and that helped and three more years it took for donations to uh, foot the bill and we didn't have to pay for it anymore so for the next ten years the, uh, the theater paid for itself and nobody made any money it was a beautiful thing 
we didn't mean we weren't doing it to make money we were doing it to be a part of our neighborhood in a form a more perfect union kind of way because theater is such an important part of our cultural history storytelling I mean you know how theater began I mean it began basically for the same reason I'm doing this which is as Shakespeare said because of the overflowing of the heart the mouth speaketh that's why we do things we love and theater was basically people who felt like that and when they had a play they would show up in town and go to the town square and just put it on because they were compelled to and they'd go from town to town and of course they didn't really give themselves as greatest of reputations, but Shakespeare came out of that. But so my point was, although I didn't feel it or see it per se, I'm saying Middletown America must have been quite the racist place because I came to hate it. I went from loving it to hating it. When this barking clown got put in, my first thought was, I hope the next president's a black woman. But my fellow Americans don't feel the same way. But you were wrong on this one, fellow Americans, and I sure hope you show up and change your mind. Please. There should be no more than one in five of us who think favorably of this person. His approval rating should be less than 20% and it scares me that it's not. Because he's he hasn't done anything of substance for anyone except the very wealthy. He hasn't helped people at all. He hasn't done anything for other people. And it's a disgusting shame. And I hope, I hope that we're up to the task for this election because it's going to be chaos, people. It's going to be chaos. Be ready.
He's not going to go with the mail-in votes because he's not ready to cheat on those. We're not going to allow them. However, Russia might be ready to... Whatchamajigger, hack. Hack the machines they have in 10 states. That's all they have to do. And what are you going to do if they do that and they turn elections? What are you going to do in real time to stop it? The only way is we all show up. But he's not going to try and let black people vote. He's not going to let them vote. He's going to try and stop as many as humanly possible. Because that's the kind of slave owner racist he is. And that's his only way, his only chance. So please, please, white people, be ready. Be ready to help your brother. Be ready to love your country over your barking clown. He's not a president. He's not a president. He wants to have these rallies. Can you fucking believe that? You people are going to sign a waiver saying if you get COVID, it's okay because you got to see him for one night? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you that stupid? Really? Come on, brother. You're not that stupid. You're not. Think a little harder. Think a little longer. He's saying, I don't give a fuck about you. Come see me. I don't give a fuck about you. If you live or die in the next two weeks. As long as you come and see me tonight. Because I need your vote. Are you fucking kidding me? White people who voted for him? You're going to vote for someone who is put on his website that he doesn't give a fuck about you? Man, I know you're not that stupid, so please don't show up in Oklahoma City. Please, please, empty seats. Lord, give us empty seats. Okay, thank, thank you again for listening. I just... I don't know, you know, I just have to... Uh, it feels like I'm venting, but I try to focus it, and I feel like I'm getting more focus every time, and I appreciate your patience if you're sticking with me. And I'd appreciate if you... Uh, Chip in and tell me alarms that are ringing for you that I don't see, and I'll ring them with you. I'll ring them for you. I'll ring them with you as long as they benefit perf I'm drawing a blank. Forming a more perfect union. I couldn't find that word forming. As long as your alarm benefits 
the forming of a more perfect union between us, us Americans, the youngest country, the baby, but we're the most free, we're the most desirable country in the world. where anyone can blossom well that's what we used to be till we went under MAGA reconstruction and now I don't know what we are besides failed what we gotta I can't use the word. We got a barking clown who doesn't give a fuck. He's not even telling you to wear a mask. He's not even telling you to wear a mask. He doesn't even think enough of you to say, take care. Take care. That's how fucking little he thinks of you. Vote for me. Take care. Take care of that COVID. Come on, people. He doesn't give a fuck about you. Don't give him your vote. Don't show up. Please don't show up for him. He's not showing up for you unless you're a white supremacist, and then he is. Hooray for you. But not really. Again, I thank everybody. I thank you all for listening. Please give me ideas. Give me thoughts, guidance. all of that hit like please share it with someone I can get listeners I can have activity I can have more activity I'm even hearing the phrase sounding the alarm lately so I know it's not me but it's out there keep it up people keep it up keep it up God bless you all. Thank you so much for your patience. And thank you for your uh, desire to form a more perfect union because that's, that's where we're at. That's where we can be if we want to be as a people. So don't give up. Please don't give up. And please fight. Fight for your neighbor. Fight for your neighbor, not yourself. Okay, well, God bless you, and thank you. Pass it on. This is sounding the alarm. I'm a voice from the heartland, and so are you, brother. Take care. But when I think of him doing these rallies, you know... He's such a fucking whore. He's such a fucking pathetic little whore. Him and his little rally. He's a rally hoe. He's a rally hoe. He's a white nationalist rally hoe. I have a that documentary about John Lennon and just a quick Shout out to uh, 
Robert De Niro, who in my mind reached the level of John Lennon when I heard him speak today. His life, his art, his activism, they've all merged. His art, like Lennon's, his art made an avenue, an avenue towards change that people could walk on and march on and find a direction. And these people were out, John Lennon was out there marching. Robert Nero was out there. He's not marching, but I've seen him out on the streets. He does what he needs to do and he's fighting hard for us. And he's using his art. But in this documentary, imagine when uh, John had said, dang, we're more popular than Jesus, and a lot of people hated him for it. They had some KK, a couple KKK members they were interviewing, and the guy goes, yes, you see, well, we're a terrorist organization, and we're here to make sure they don't play. But this guy, this clown, this barking, bark, 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 clown, barking clown, he thinks anti-fascists are terrorists. Who would think anti-fascist is a terrorist? A fascist. Jesus, people. I can't spell everything out. Someone else call him a fascist and get mad. That's what you could have done, Millie. You could have said, I'm sick of this guy. My boss behaving like a fascist and he should be run out of town. Then you would have got cheered. A parade. But now you covered your ass. But you did it well. You did it like a pro. You did it like a soldier. And I give you credit for that. You said the right things. You just didn't go far enough. You just covered your ass. And I don't blame you. But Emmett Sullivan, on the other hand, I've been reading about this judge for a while now because he don't mess around and he don't take shit and he loves this country. And I know he, I took notice of him because he got pissed off at Flynn. And he said something about, you know, you basically sold your country and that's why I'm mad. That's why I don't want to let this go. He basically called him a traitor. But that's um that's the barking clown's buddy. That's his that's his uh high-ranking Russian connection. His military. He needed a military Russian connection and a more social Russian connection. And that's just money, basically private money private money and military. And there you have it.
the wannabe dictator of the United States, the banana dick. Yeah, his wife had to rework that prenup when he went into that White House. She's like, oh, hell no. You're a cheap motherfucker. This money is not going to be worth what I'm going to have to put up with your ass in the White House. Oh, my God. God, well, you deserve it, honey. You earned it. You earned it like a fucking pro, babe. But Judge Sullivan, he's not playing around. The DOJ tried to pull their slickety-slick fascist move and get aggressive towards any criticism or any... What was the word in the definition of fascism? Opposition or criticism. Get rid of it. So that's what uh, they tried to do in our federal courts. A person who basically committed treason and then his buddy in the White House gets in the DOJ fucking the impeachable Billy Barr. He waves his little crooked stick and boom, drop. we're dropping the charges. And Sullivan said, wait, you're dropping the charges. The guy lied in my court twice that I know of. Once that you cannot deny. And you want me to let him walk scot-free. No, that stinks. And I chuckled, I really, I chuckled. Because I just figured this bold, beautiful Irishman finally had seen and someone had seen enough. And when I saw that it was a black man, I chuckled and I said, good. Don't let him. You're the first test, Mr. Sullivan. After you, it's the Supreme Court. And I'm not sure how much help I have for them. But God bless you. Thank you for sticking up for us. Thank you for doing what Millie should have done. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I added on. I ranted. I apologize and I appreciate your patience and your support. And please don't forget to wear a mask. He's not reminding you. I am. Someone else is. The people who care. The people who care remind you wear a mask. Your leader doesn't care about you. We the people do. Sounding the alarm. Thanks. Don't forget to hit like.